all stop apologizing is out in the world. You guys, I know, I can't believe it any more than you can, but it's true. This book baby of mine is finally here. So if you have a desire in your heart, but you're worried about what other people will think of you for trying to chase after it, this is the book for you. It is the most tangible, and I hope, motivational advice I've ever written down. And it's available today anywhere books are sold. And if you like it when I talk to you just like this, then you're going to love the audio version. Girl, stop apologizing. Go grab it right now. Do it. Welcome to the Rise Podcast. I'm Rachel Hollis, and I've built a multi-million dollar media company with a high school diploma and a Google search bar. Each week, we'll be sharing tangible, direct advice or inspiring interviews with the same intention. These are the tools to change your life. It's Rachel, and on this week's episode of the Rise Podcast, I wanted to give you a sneak peek at what you're going to find inside our Made for More documentary. If you haven't heard, we actually made a documentary about our women's conference, and it is back in theaters on January 2nd and January 9th which is my birthday, so it's super special. But this is one of my keynotes from the conference. So if you're wondering what you're in for, what you're going to learn, all the good stuff, here is a little taste of how I set myself up for success. I hope you enjoy it. This, I feel like, is the most important conversation I'm going to have with you the entire time that we're here. Because I hate with a passion when people go on podcasts or stand on a stage and they're like, chase your dream, work hard. And you're like, what does that mean? What does that mean? I wanna know what time you wake up in the morning. I wanna know what breakfast you, I need to know the tangible, practical advice. I'm not interested in work hard. So I have this because A, I gotta stay on Sammy's time, and B, I wanna make sure I get through all the points and I wanna make sure that you guys are taking notes because this is the most tangible real advice I could think of for how you get to wherever it is you wanna be. Whatever, you wanna, you wanna run a half marathon, you wanna write a book, you wanna start your own company, you just wanna be a better version of yourself, you wanna go home and be on fire and all those things, this is the best advice that I have. Because here's what's gonna happen. We're all hanging out, and it's awesome, and we're in this room, and you have probably moved more in the last, you know, 24 hours than you have in the last 10 years. Real? Real? Right? Number one, now you know you can, which is awesome. Uh, But then you're gonna go back home, right? You're gonna go back home where there are children, and life, and your partner maybe, and your job, and the same stresses that you left, they're all there. They're all waiting for you. And so the biggest thing that you're gonna ask yourself is how do I keep this feeling, how do I keep this motivation going when I get back there? Originally I thought, oh, I'm gonna tell them like how to actually achieve a goal. And then I realized that doesn't do anything unless I tell you how to set yourself up for success first. 
So I can tell you exactly the directions to take to drive to Vegas right now. But if you don't have any gas in the car, how far are you going to make it? A lot of times we decide, like, oh, I'm going to go chase this dream. I'm on fire, and I'm ready. And the world is burning down around you. How well do you think you're going to achieve that goal? So these are, before we get to how you actually achieve the goal, we're going to talk about how you set yourself up for success. Y'all, if you hang out with me, you may have heard these before. I don't care. I want you to write them down anyway. So the first thing that we're going to talk about, this is a little bit from the idea of Five to Thrive, which is if you are not taking care of your physical body, there is a 0% chance that you're going to become the version of yourself you want to be. It's just, it's just real. If you are not drinking enough water, how much water are we supposed to drink, ladies? Oh, God, that makes me so happy. If you didn't understand that mob, if you've never heard me say it before, half your body weight, let's pretend you weigh 100 pounds, because that math is easy for my brain, divide that in half, that's 50, 50 ounces of water every single day. And the question I get all the time is, uh, well, am I have, don't you have to pee a lot? Yes, literally, literally just did it on stage. Why? Why does the sound hate me today? Uh, so, um, yes, you want to drink half your body weight in ounces of water every single day. Right now, everyone just takes, just stop drinking water. Let's just do it. Just remind ourselves. Hydrate. I'm talking about, yes. Try and chug like half of it. For me, when I'm trying to adopt a new habit, it's really hard for me to take things out of my life. Are you, is that the same way? To give up something is very hard for me. But to add something, is not that hard. And so if you just start there with water, you're on the right track. The second thing that's really important in terms of physical is you have to move your body. You have to. I hope that by now you understand a little bit of what we're trying to get you to do and we keep having you get out of your seat, shake your body 30 seconds and sit back down. Does it keep your energy up? Do you think you'd be nicer to your kids, to your coworkers, to your partner, to everybody in your life if you kept your energy up and you were listening to whatever your favorite music is while you did it? Yeah? yeah? It matters, you guys. We are animals. Animals were not made to sit around all day and watch Game of Thrones. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I love when people tell me that they don't have time. I don't know. How, how do you get a workout in? Um, I, I don't, you just schedule the time. I, um, you, you can't, I, let me, let me sidetrack for a second because it's on my heart. I went home last night and I was so freaking amazed by um, the work that we did yesterday and the energy you brought to this room. And the thing that I could not get off my heart was that almost every woman in this room stood up when the question was, I hate the way I look. I mean, that gutted me. Like, I feel like, like your mom or something. I was just like, I, I started crying as soon as, as that many people stood up because I, you're so beautiful. You're so freaking beautiful and you don't know it. That's what's crazy. It's not that it's not true. It's that you don't believe it. So I, I have to wonder then, what is it? Like, what is it? Why, why that? Why? Because you didn't say, I don't like the way I look. That wasn't the question. It was, I hate. Words have power. And your instinct in moments like that is the truth. 
when we're not filtering ourselves, we will write what we really think inside. We will write what that, that loop in our head is really saying to us. So I just, I want to know, will you shout them out? Like, why? What is it? What don't you like? Oh, no, no, no. You are not fat. You have fat. You also have fingernails. That doesn't make you fingernails. <laughs> Guys. You understand, I hope that you understand, that you grew up in a, if you grew up here in the U.S., you grew up in a culture that is obsessed with looking a certain way. Do you understand that in other countries, they have different ideas of what a woman's body should look like? So you grew up in a culture that told you you needed to look a certain way. And here's the thing. If they convince you that something's wrong with you, if they confuse you, about how to get it the way you want it to be, they can sell you stuff. Come on. Guys, here's the thing. You know if you've read the book how I feel about this. I used to be a size 14. Um, and I spent a decade learning to get healthy, uh, teaching myself to find an exercise that I really loved, lo getting into a place where my stress was lowered, where my anxiety was lowered through exercise, and not consuming as much sugar, and not taking in as much caffeine, and yes, giving up Diet Coke. It takes a long time, and I believe that it matters, not because of how you're gonna look if you get in better shape, but because of how you're gonna feel. You don't need to be a certain size. And what kills me, ugh, it kills me because when I asked that question, I knew what you were gonna say. I knew it was gonna be about the size of your body. And the thing is, I was like, what can I say to them that won't somehow be, like for sure Elise would tell you something different. For sure a therapist would tell you something different about how to get to a closer place with self-love and feeling good about yourself and letting go of those, um, the lies in your head that tell you you need to look a certain way. But the other thing is I always want to speak to you how I would speak to my girlfriends, good or bad. I'm not an expert. I'm just your pal, Rach. And here's what I would say. If you don't like the way you look, you can change it. You are in control. The problem is that a lot of us have started and stopped and started and stopped. So we decide this is just the way it is. The, the people who are trying to sell you things are trying to sell you diet and exercise and those really tight Lululemon pants that make you look a full size smaller than you are and will only cost you $120. <laughs> but it's very simple. It's very simple to lose weight if you want to. It's not easy. But the, the equation to lose weight is this in any form. If you consume less than you burn off in a day, you lose weight, period. It doesn't matter if you want to do paleo, if you want to go vegetarian. The, and, and diets, I think, are incredible if they can kickstart you. The problem with diets is that it's hard to stay on them. It's not that we can't start them. It's that they're not conducive to be something that we stay on forever. So I want to encourage you right now, because I know when I was struggling with my weight, and like, aside, like, 
At 5'2", I had a lot of extra weight on my body. I felt like garbage. My back hurt all the time. I was winded. I felt uncomfortable. I couldn't keep up with my kids. All of that stuff. It's why I started to make the choice to change. And it was very slow. But guys, it's possible. So if you stood up, if you checked your box when the question was, I hate something about myself, a bunch of other people are going to talk to you about how well to love yourself. Bean just did a meditation on it, and that is so real. But also, you are in control of this. And remember what I said yesterday, it's habit. So much of your choices right now are not conscious choices. How many people would agree? You just tend to eat the same things. You eat them at the same time. They taste really good. I'm stressed. My kids are driving me crazy, and now I'm going to go for it. I did that last night. We had a hugely emotional day. Did anyone else emotionally eat last night? Me too! And I felt like crap. Did you guys feel like crap? There's a reason. Your body does not want that food. Your mouth wants it, your body doesn't. So I, I'm not gonna like stick with this the whole time, but, but I just wanna encourage you in that. Just because it hasn't worked yet, doesn't mean it won't work ever. And I, I want to challenge you in this audience right now. So we're going to talk about, in a little while, next year's rise. And I hope that y'all will want to come. I want our rise video next year. I want our I'm proud video next year to be like an hour long. Because you have all done something in the next 12 months that makes you so freaking excited that when I send you an email and say, send me a picture of your moment of pride, we can't even keep up because there are so many. Show me up, girls. Your physical body matters. I don't care what your dream is. If you are not taking care of this, none of it's happening. Or it might happen for a minute and it's going to stop. Because when you feel great in your body, you're like, man, <laughs> Jenna, who does my, my makeup, she does a good job. Because y'all, who I took pictures with this morning, you know what this face looked like before. Um, but she was like, she'd never seen me on stage. She'd been working with me for years. She'd never seen me on stage. She was like, you are a firecracker. What is happening? I'm like, yeah, I'm feeling good. I can freaking do anything in this state. If you put Beyonce on and I jump up and down for a minute, I'm like, my body knows what that means. We're going. You have to take care of this. Women have this terrible habit. I heard this years ago. This woman said, imagine yourself as an empty glass vase. And you're, you're, you're this empty glass vase, and um, someone's pouring a pitcher of water into you. And every single thing in that pitcher, all the water in the pitcher, is everything you need. It's love, it's joy, it's nutrition, it's good vibes, it's all the things that you need as a woman. And it's an endless pour. The water will never stop. It's always coming. But as a woman, what we tend to do is we're getting all of this poured into us. And we're like, oh, I gotta, I need to... I need to give it to my babies. I need to give it to my husband. I need to give it to my mom. I need to give it to my friends. We, we start to tip our vase over to try and spill out all the good stuff that we have on everybody else. And what happens to a glass vase if it keeps tipping over and tipping over and tipping over? What happens? It breaks. Now, on the flip side of that, if you just stood tall and strong, 
and you allowed that goodness to be poured into you, just allowed that to happen, what would eventually happen to the water in your vase? It would overflow to everybody else. You are having, I hope, your vase filled up this weekend. The second thing that we're going to do, are you ready, Hassan? The second thing that we're going to do, that we're going to talk about, is personal environment. All right, this is one of those things that I haven't ever said on stage before, and I'm going to challenge you, and I'm going to piss some people off, and I'm going to hurt your feelings, and I don't mean that. I never, ever want to hurt your feelings. But I'm not your cheerleader. I am your coach. A cheerleader screams and cheers for you no matter what you're doing. A coach says, I see something more inside of you. I see that you're capable of more, and a coach pushes you for more. So here's what I'm going to tell you about your dream. And I know, I know that there are women who I'm going to say this, and they're going to feel shame. And that is the devil. Don't even listen to it. If your house is a disaster, that's a signal of something really big. And I don't mean, guys, I don't mean your kids trash the house. My kids trash the house every single day. If your house is filthy, if your car is filthy, if your personal environment is cluttered, it's because your heart is cluttered. It's because your mind is not clear. If you are setting out to pursue something, girls, if you're chasing down a dream and you get to go out in the world, like you're gonna go out and we had all this fun together and you're gonna go home and you're gonna walk in to a house that's absolute chaos, how long do you think you're gonna be able to maintain the energy that you found here? So I'm not even saying, by the way, I have not cleaned my own home unless I was forced to, in a decade. I haven't, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm old, I'm so, no, I'm not. We decided, we talked about this, we decided when we first got married, neither one of us wanted to clean the house, and so we didn't. We fought about it all the time. Those are your shorts, so that's your shoes. I did the trash last week. We fought about it all the time. And then someone who had been married for like 20 years was like, the best investment you can make in marriage is a good housekeeper. And we did not have money at the time. We absolutely did not have money, and we sat down and we budgeted it out, and we figured what can we give up in order to have this luxury, which at the time was someone who came once a week and deep cleaned our house. Anyone have a once a week housekeeper? Don't you feel like the Beverly Hillbillies when you're just like, oh, for one day, like someone else cleaning your toilet is worth its weight in gold. And that is the truth. That is the truth. Maybe it's you who's going to get on top of the clutter. Maybe you need to be honest with yourself. Maybe you need to throw some things away. Maybe you need to get organized. Or maybe, like, I I have a friend whose house is crazy. Crazy. And I'm always like, girl, get a housekeeper, because she can afford it. And her answer is, I don't want anyone to know my house looks like this. (laughs) Oh, that's a great plan. (laughs) Get, Get out of your own way. Get out of your own way. If you can't afford that luxury yet, you better put on some Celine Dion like my mom on a Saturday morning and clean up your life. And if you can, get out of your own way. Ask for help. Ask for help. 
You're like, you know how many notes I get in a day? Like, how do you do it all? I'm like, I don't. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about, I should not do this. I'm going to talk about a celebrity right now. I do not know her. I actually love her. And I was so disappointed in her. Aisha Curry, love, adore, think she's the cutest person on the planet, went on the Today Show nine months ago, and they said, how do you do it? Mama, two girls, all these businesses, husband doing his thing, how do you do it all? And she was like, I don't know, just like prayer and being really organized and intentional. And I was like, screw you. <laughs> no. That is a bold-faced lie. I'm sorry. There is a 0% chance the Currys don't have help. 0%. And the reason that pisses me off is that millions of women watched her lie, because I'm going to call it that. Millions of women watched her say that, and they felt inferior. They were like, oh, look at how pretty she is. Look at her hair. Look at her makeup. Look at these businesses she's built. Look at what a good mom. And I'm sure she is. I freaking love her. But I was like, that was a moment for you to speak truthfully to the women watching this program about who you are and what it takes to operate at this level, and you didn't take advantage of it. Because you were worried what people were going to say if you said, I have a nanny. And I get it. The meanest things I have ever heard in my entire life, ever, on the internet, were the first time that I said I had a nanny. The meanest. Like, cuss words, what kind of blankety blank this and blankety blank that doesn't love her own kids. Oh, it must be nice to sit around and eat bonbons all day while someone else raises your babies. And the thing is, you guys, this is the thing. Those people, the people in the cheap seats, whether they're strangers or your mother-in-law or your best friend or whoever, they always know the exact button to push that freaking crushes us. They're like, they say the one thing that kills you. And you're like, oh, that's right. I am a terrible mom. I am a piece of garbage because I can't clean up my own house. Whatever. That's not your spiritual gifting. That's not your thing. Who cares? Who freaking cares? We are so grateful. The woman, jo Jojo, I, I, I acknowledge her at the end of, of the book. Jojo is a part of our family. She loves my baby so well. She is Noah's best friend. Why in the world wouldn't you accept help if, it, if it's something that you can have? And we have two, where are my girls who started the app? Where am I going? Right here. Okay, these two girls right here started an app where you can, tell me if I'm saying this wrong. So um, you can, you connect with other moms, other adults that you trust to trade babysitting hours. What? What's it called? Co spell it for me. Yes. K-O-A-M-E. Did I say it right? Okay, so look up that app. Everyone use it. Get your girlfriends on it. If you can't afford the help, trade the help. Trade it. Third thing. Who you hang out with matters. Said another way, not all friends are worth having. <laughs> you are the combination 
of the five people you spend the most time with? Think about it for a second. For some of us, the first time I heard that years ago, I was like, spend the most time with toddlers. <laughs> I'm in trouble. You are the combination of the five people you spend the most time with. If you're struggling not to be negative, look at your circle. If you're struggling with your weight, look at your circle. If you're struggling to stay motivated, if all of a sudden your relationship has gone to garbage, you're just annoyed with everything they do, why am I even with this person? They don't love me like they used to. They don't care about me. They don't think I'm pretty. Look at your circle. I can't tell you how often you talking to a friend can either make something better or make it way worse. And so one of the things that I always hear, and, and as someone who's always trying to elevate and grow, I'm like, dang it, I need some really good people in my circle. And I would also challenge you to think, if you're the smartest person in your circle, you're in the wrong circle. If you are the most motivated person in your circle, you're in the wrong circle. It doesn't mean that you only get to have five friends. <laughs> Though for some of us, that would be a gift. Um, it doesn't mean that you all of a sudden decide, like, I'm not going to love you. I can't hang out with you anymore. It does mean that you're very conscious of that friend of yours who always gossips, who's always negative, who's always, do you, do you have a friend that you, have you, anyone have a friend that maybe you went to high school with or college with, and whenever you hang out with them, you become that person again? Or we do this with siblings. You go home for a holiday, and all of a sudden, you just revert to those roles? Guys, we think, remember, we think that we're making conscious choices, and really, it's what? Habit. So this is a really interesting conversation to have because you're like, wait, shoot. I really like, I really like Pam. I really <laughs> like her. She always brings the best guacamole to taco night. You have to decide, though, for those people who you know are a negative influence in some way, are they more influential to you or are you more influential to them? Because if you can't retain this version of yourself that you want to be all the time, you're in trouble. You better choose your friends wisely. And I hate, I'll tell you what, I freaking hate going, I go to a lot of business conferences, and I hate when they're like, find a mentor. <laughs> and I think this is incredible. Like, you could be a stay-at-home mom, and you could be mentored by a mom who, you know, she's an empty nester, and you feel like she's done it really well. That's an incredible pairing. But I'm like, is there a mentor tree? Where? Where do I find a mentor? Because I'll tell you what, uh, the way to not find a mentor is to not, not reach out to a person you do not even know and be like, dear Oprah, <laughs> I just really feel a connection and I think we should, I think you should mentor me. Uh, a mentor is something that happens organically. It's someone who's already in your life, already in a place of influence, and you just ask, like, hey, can we, you, you just, honestly, uh, turning someone you know into your mentor is just one moment of intention. Instead of just saying, like, I'll see you when I see you, you're like, hey, can I buy you a cup of coffee and talk to you about a few things? And I want to encourage you, too, if 
you are able to go to a place like that, if you're able to go have coffee with someone you admire, I want to encourage you to take advantage of the opportunity and treat it with respect. Because I've had people who just hit me on the right day, the Lord was with me, I maybe had some wine, and someone said, can I pick, can I pick your brain? Which I get all the time, and, and I get it. I was once a young woman in my career, and I wanted to pick the brain of someone I admired, and now my schedule just doesn't allow for that. But every once in a while, someone will ask. And then we sit down, and they don't know what to say. And it's not nerves, they're just like, tell me something. I'm like, are you kidding me right now? So um, uh, John C. Maxwell, who's incredible, and if you haven't read his book, 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth by John C. Maxwell, one of the greatest speakers I've ever seen in my life. If you've you ever seen him, he's an old pastor. I shouldn't say he's old, but he is. He's pretty old. <laughs> so if you ever see him at a conference and get a chance to go hear him speak, he's just so incredible. But what was that? 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth. He has like 50 books. Um, so John C. Maxwell says, if however long you've been given to meet with someone you admire, you should spend twice as long preparing for that meeting. Like, write your questions down. Have them in the phone. If you only get 30 minutes of my time, you better use it. So if you don't have access to a mentor, because I never did, I was like, I love that all these people are preaching mentorship and I don't have it. I decided 10 years ago that I would be mentored by Oprah and Tony Robbins and uh, Brendan Burchard and anyone else, Dave Ramsey, anyone else who had a book, a podcast, a YouTube video that I could watch. I have built this. I have built this. I've built this company, these books, every single thing that I know how to do with a high school diploma and a Google search bar. Every single thing you want to know how to do, from build a company to put on better makeup, exists on the internet right now for free. I cannot hear people tell me that they don't know how. I'm like, do you know how to use the internet? <laughs> Come on. Don't tell me you don't know how. You just want the easy solution. You just want someone to make it faster for you. You want the quick fix. That's why we do this with diets all the time, right? They're like, you can drop 100 pounds by Tuesday. <laughs> just cut off the lower half of your body. It's fine. <clears throat> Nobody wants to do the hard thing. We all know how to do the hard thing. We just don't want to. We keep hoping there's some trick. There's some fast cure. There Guys, if there was, you'd have already figured it out by now. They'd have already bottled it and sold it to you a long time before right now. So if you want mentorship, if you want friends and you don't have them, go look online, go read a book, go listen to podcasts. I, I, honestly, it has absolutely changed my life and my career for me <clears throat> to be intentional about what I consume. So this is the other thing. Oh, man, that's going to for sure spill. Okay. This is the other thing, is if you go on Instagram and feel like crap about yourself, you need to edit your media. You know what I realized the other day? I had this epiphany about a month ago. I was like, 
I am not a fitness professional. <laughs> I'm not. So funny. I, this, this, it, was a, it was truly an epiphany to me because I think anyone who's gone on a weight loss journey like I have and has gotten in shape like I have, you kind of are always like, what's the next thing? And so I'll be totally honest with you. My next thing for like five years, I'm like, I'm going to get six-pack abs. I'm going to get them. I'm going to get them. I'm going to do the planks. I'm going to do the crunches. Those probably aren't even what you do to get those abs. I don't know, but I want them. And then truthfully, and I'm great. I can go run 10 miles right now. I'm great. I'm jumping on stage. I just want credit. If you were there last year, do you remember that every time I jump, I got out of breath? And I trained so freaking hard to be in shape for this stage, and I just remembered that right now. And what I also remembered <laughs> is that I'm not a fitness model. That's not my job. I don't ever have to be. I, I so respect those women, and I follow them because I think they are so strong and it's so inspiring to me to see, um, oh, I wish I knew their names off the top of my head, but to see these like women, they're like flipping tires. They're flipping, and they're doing like pull-ups and then doing a loop. They're doing all this stuff, and I'm like, amazing. I don't need to do that. If you really, like, if you love makeup and you love hair and you follow a bunch of Instagrammers who do that and it inspires you to try something new, keep consuming that. If something fuels you creatively in any way, keep consuming that. But if it makes you feel like garbage, cut it out. Or stop looking at Instagram. Guys, pay attention. When do I feel great? When do I feel like crap? Stop doing that thing. The fourth thing, habits. Your habits matter. Your habits are likely controlling your life right now. The bad ones and the good ones. Who has some bad habits? Shout them out. What are they? Skittles. What else? What? Late night eating, Mary, preach. What? Chips and queso, the phone, yes, that is a bad habit. Facebook, yes. Chick-fil-A sauce, yeah. That'll preach, that'll preach, girl. Your habits are controlling your life. You need to identify the triggers for your bad habits, figure out how to turn them into good ones. So, Chick-fil-A sauce. Maybe you need to cut out Chick-fil-A for a month. I don't know, you were being silly, but I'm just like choosing that one at random. <laughs> I, I believe deeply that if you can do something for 30 days, you can do it forever. I really do believe that, I'm living proof of that. Uh, I have slowly, part of my weight loss journey is I have slowly cut things out of my life that I knew weren't helping me, one after another, 30 days at a time. Because if you can truly, because I, I know I talked about this in the book, so forgive me that it's repetitive, but um, for the longest time I would start something, but I never had one time not cheated on a diet. Anyone else? Yeah, what? I'm sure there are people who have the willpower. I'm not one of them. I didn't used to be. And then one day I just thought, what if I just didn't break this promise, this dumb promise about not having Diet Coke? What if I just didn't break this for 30 days? just to see. And after 30 days, I didn't crave it anymore. I did the same thing with meat. 
when I could tell that um, it was really affecting my digestion. Sorry, that's like way more information than you wanted. Um, I did the same thing with dairy. You don't know anybody who loves cheese and ranch dressing more than I do. You don't know anybody. Oh, it's my love language. I just adore it. And I was noticing uh, bad breakouts, always right here, always on my chin. And I was like, what is going on? What every, like, it's always there. And I don't, I don't love, when I'm not on stage, I don't love to wear makeup. So I'm like, what is this stuff? And I just Googled, why might you be getting breakouts on your chin? And they give you all of these ideas. And then I would try this and I would try that. I'm like, I don't think it's lotions or potions. And then some article somewhere said, cut out dairy. Just cut out dairy for a month and see what happens. And it was night and day. Night and day, and in fact, this is not like the dairy council's like in the back, like, what are you doing? Uh, this is not, I'm just telling you my, my journey. If I have it now within a second, I'm not even kidding, I will have a breakout this week because I've been eating dairy this weekend emotionally. Emotional dairy eating, you know how that goes. <laughs> but habits matter. I would really love you guys to spend some time this week after we leave here to think about, to write down, to notice, to be conscious of what are the habits that I'm doing without thinking about it. And how can I, one at a time, because I don't think that you can take it all on at once, how could I choose just one bad habit and change the action? Trigger will stay the same, but I'm going to change the action. The fifth thing, seriously, seriously, listen, listen to me. If you can conquer the morning, you got it. Because if you conquer the morning, you conquer the day, you conquer the week, everything else that comes after it. Your morning matters. It's why I talk so much about the idea of waking up an hour before you need to, especially if you're a mom. Don't listen to me. If you have a child under the age of one, don't get crazy. If you did not, people send me notes, they're like, I haven't slept in six months. I don't know how to wake up an hour earlier. I'm like, don't be dumb. Don't be dumb. I have just some chick on the internet. Listen to what you know is right. Get to sleep. <laughs> but if you don't have a child under the age of one, waking up an hour earlier and using that time for yourself, using that time to work on your goal, using that time to work out or pray or read a nonfiction book that you're loving or read a vampire book that you're loving or whatever it is. Everyone's like, I don't have time. I don't have time. No, no, you have time. You're just spending it doing something else. We talk about this a lot, but it is no less true. Success is about choosing between what you want now and what you want most. You have the time. You just have to figure out how to use it better. So if you can conquer that morning, if you can, I'll tell you mine, right? So I wake up, Dave brings me my coffee because he is a precious baby lamb. And he's a good man. He brings me my coffee every day, cup of Folgers. And um, Folgers, my whole life. This is what my daddy drank. I drink my Folgers. I like it. Uh, so he brings me a cup of coffee, and um, we do a meditation on gratitude like, you, like, you, like we did here today. Um, we have like a guided one that we use, uh, which I basically ripped off for you yesterday. And we do that, you, same kind of thing, where you focus on things that you're grateful for. Then we'll write in our five-minute journal. If you guys saw that this morning on Instagram, get it on Amazon. It's like 25 bucks. It's, it's like five lines. You just fill it out every single day. Three things I'm grateful for, three things that would make today great, 
and an affirmation. You come back at night and do the same thing. I never come back at night, to be honest. Um, I just do the morning because there's something really powerful about being intentional with your morning. These are three things that would make today great, okay? So five-minute journal, it's on Amazon if you wanna grab it. The last thing, you choose your attitude. Life is not happening to you, life is happening for you, and you decide how to respond to it. You don't get pissed off, I heard once. You don't get pissed off, you do pissed off. Uh-oh. No, I just, everyone looked up. I meant like, uh-oh, challenging you, not uh-oh, there's a rat on the stage. That's not what I meant. <laughs> you do pissed off. You do anxiety. You do feeling like garbage. You do verbally abusing you, yourself. You do, I hate my life. You do, we're all doomed. You do, I'm a crappy mom. You do that. Likely because it's a habit, but either way, you do it. And you can just as easily do joy, gratitude, blessings, happiness, thrilled, excited, awesome. You can just as easily do those things, but you have to consciously choose it. Now, I don't know if music works for everybody. I just know music works for me which is why it's such a big part of what we do, because I have a badass playlist. Oh no, I have a badass playlist you've never even heard. Okay, because my the songs that make me feel truly badass are so inappropriate. In fact, no, this is true, actually some of you, so, so my badass playlist is called Mogul, because that's my power word. It was something I identified years ago. It was something that I wanted to be, but I was playing small. You may have read about it. But that word has a lot of power to me. And in a minute, we're going to do another meditation about our future, and I want you to think of a word that symbolizes the future version of yourself. But my playlist is called Mogul, and it is filled with like 20 songs that just make me feel like I can flip over a car if you need me to. And they're all so inappropriate. And the thing was, I didn't realize, so like I had made a playlist on Spotify and a bunch of peeps followed it. And then I didn't realize that then they could just see all your playlists and follow them. So there are like 26 people who follow the mogul playlist before I was able to like lock it down. And I don't know how to kick them out. I apologize. <laughs> but promise me that you will have a playlist on your phone that at a moment's notice, you can turn your attitude around. And the thing is, you're not going to want to because you're going to be pissed or sad or angry or you hate everybody or everybody hates you and you have to choose it. Same you? I'm disappointed. I'm like your mom. I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. Same you? New mood. Then you put on that music. What? I know, yeah. Attitude matters. Oh, crap, Sam. 
Here's what we're going to do, because I have 38 seconds, and I'm halfway through. <laughs> no, no, here's what we're going to do, because I have another keynote this afternoon. We're going to finish it then. Um, what? Oh, no, the next thing is a panel with me and Dave, which is, is cute. It's fun. I'm going to change my shoes. I'm going to put on a jacket someone gave me today. It's going to be awesome. Um, so I promise we'll come back. We've talked about laying the groundwork for success, and now we're going to talk about how we get to our goal. Uh, you decide, you decide right now the life that you go back to, it doesn't take that long to turn your life in a different direction. But it's a choice. Please, 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 if nothing else, promise me and promise yourself, because we don't break those promises, that you will go back home and take steps to keep going in the direction that you started going this weekend. Hey y'all, we should hang out on more than just this podcast, which means that the next time you're on Instagram or Facebook or YouTube, be sure and type Rachel Hollis into the search bar and check out all the fun things we have going on on your favorite platform. guys, if you like the Rise or Rise Together podcast, you're going to love my monthly live coaching series. What did you just say? I'm doing a coaching series. I'm, I'm like your favorite coach, but with hair extensions and eyelash extensions and a pension for Beyonce. What kind of coaching are you coaching? Okay. Thank you for asking. There's actually two different classes. One is life coaching. Those are for people who want to work on their relationship, their health, their personal, all the personal stuff. And then there's something I'm really excited about, business coaching. I've been an entrepreneur for 15 years. I'm really proud of the company that I've built, and I want to share that wisdom with you. So if you own a small business and you want to dig into how to do social media, how to find new clients, how to grow your revenue base. This is how we're going to do it. I bet they can get more info at thehollisco.com. You sure are right, buddy. You can watch videos about what the coaching series is all about, how you join in, and what is included with your membership.